1: and welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name's Laurie Wallace, and I'm here with my co-host, Jessica Weckerlin. Hola. And, wow, we're so excited to be here in this last month of the year doing the Badass Ladies Club podcast, and it would be so cool if you would write us a review and, yeah, subscribe to the podcast, maybe give us a follow on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or any of the places, you know, like... We're all around the place. <laughs> um, and while we're on the topic, we should totally talk about Costa Rica for a second. Like, I'm Yes, so... you guys, come to Costa Rica with us. It is getting, it's going to be here fast. And yeah. April is, April 12th through the 17th is when Badass Ladies Club is doing the retreat. It's the week after Easter, which I understand is like the best week ever to be in Tamarindo. They say Easter is like the biggest holiday of the year. But the week after Easter, there's nobody there. It's like in this, yeah, like gap in between the big holiday and spring break. And so the beaches are empty. It's kind of the very beginning of rainy season. So there's like light showers that go on. And the most epic sunsets of the year are in those middle weeks in April when we're going to be there. Okay, well, you didn't tell
0: me this before. It's the truth. Oh, my gosh. Well... I it's, mean, I was already excited, but
1: yeah, get excited! It's also really great um, time to fly down there. The flights are super inexpensive. Like I'm gonna say, almost half as much as we paid to fly airline wise to get to Costa Rica ah, that time of year. You
0: guys, book a flight and come. Well, tell us first. We well, need to make room. Yeah, we need to make sure we've got a spot <laughs>
1: for you. But I'm also really excited about like the spa component this year
0: yeah because we're
1: gonna still be doing the massages on the beach with these wonderful Costa Rican women that are, you know, like indigenous to the area and do these amazing massages. But we're also gonna have Caitlin Wood there doing facials, you know, customized in your room, doing crystal therapy and body work. like it's gonna be a really delicious, rich self-care, self-love style healing retreat this time around. Chef's kiss. Mwah. It's gonna be great anyway. If you're interested in hanging out on the beach with us, we still got spots available. Please come. Please come. Um, Jessica, let's talk about today's episode. Like,
0: do we have to? We
1: do have to. <laughs> it's we've only got a couple of 2.0 episodes out there where yeah. we've like revisited topics that we have talked about before mainly because we're different now. And after, you know, like over 100 episodes, We've evolved, we've grown, we've changed. And uh, one of the areas that we've changed in the most is around this topic of forgiveness. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, forgiveness is hairy. And I might suggest that if you didn't listen to our episode on forgiveness the first time around, I don't even know how long ago that was. I couldn't tell you the number. It was in the twenties or thirties, I think, you know, like it was a long time ago. Yeah. Yikes. That we, I looked at forgiveness a lot differently, but one of the main drivers in us recording that episode, the first time around was about the health benefits of forgiveness. That if there's anything you were going to do that would be beneficial for your health and your physical body, it would be learning how to forgive and let go of painful experiences which is valid and i still believe yes there's so much research to support it yes um but then also we immediately went into regardless of the health benefits that we were still kind of salty and that forgiveness (laughs) is sometimes a really difficult thing because for whatever reason it was, we and feel that was like a
0: vulnerable episodes it really y'all. was it was oh, hard yeah I, I really do
1: think that if you haven't you should listen to it I mean I went back and listened to it just a few months ago because somebody told me oh my gosh that my one of my favorite episodes was when you guys talked about forgiveness and I was like ah, uh, what did we say like I couldn't remember but she was really complimentary and she was like no really like it changed me and I had to go back and do some of my own work so I could forgive some people you know and I was like wow Maybe I should go back and listen to that. <laughs> Maybe episode. I like, should do that. And I did, yeah. and it really hit me. Um, in but I remember place. like
0: we we specifically talked about, yeah, uh, that we were still salty about a few things. Um
1: Yep. So we're back and we're, we're gonna back talk, back talk, and talk about it today. forgiveness 2.0. All right. And one of the things that really stood out to me that we did talk about in the last episode is how forgiving someone. Does not mean that you're like excusing their behavior or that you're even willing to be around them in a relationship around them with them, whatever, you know, like that it doesn't excuse the behavior or the action. It just allows you to heal it and move on. And that's where I was getting hung up so much, you know, was that I wanted to be angry and I wanted to be vengeful and I wanted to hate on them you know like that that somehow felt like vindication for right them. they don't give a shit no <laughs> and that <laughs> they they don't i don't even, even know that you're no. angry and that's what's so <laughs> interesting it's so
0: fucked up because sometimes anger feels really good yeah it's like it's cathartic it to feels be productive angry. yes yeah. that at least my emotions going somewhere but to be zen and forgiving is like so
1: overrated freeing and optimistic (laughs) like no i know i know i am sort of playing um (laughs) okay so then let's talk about from forgiveness Mm 1.0 to where we are today Mm -hmm. obviously i'm not going to talk about names or specific situations but there were there were a handful of people that i was having a really hard time forgiving Uh uh-huh And today where I'm at, I have lots of compassion and empathy for those people. That's really great, Laurie. No, no, really, I do. (laughs) I am, and I think a lot of that is because I am a lot easier on me.
0: Yeah, yeah. That
1: I've forgiven. In all seriousness, I I understand. That I've forgiven myself for a lot of my own roles in those situations. I kind of get now that I didn't get there alone you know like it wasn't always such a one-sided situation i put myself in a situation a lot of times to be victimized um i played the victim role really well in a lot of those situations because it did get me something you know i like get um and that the more i could forgive myself for that i can also see that hurt people hurt people you know and that a lot of the acting out or the bad behavior as i would have it you know that I was so upset about were just people reacting to their own circumstances. I'll be really clear. These are still not people I have in my life. Right. You know, like these are people that I have really strong boundaries around who I invest my time and energy around and who I don't. And it's likely that I will never invest time and energy in any of those people anymore. You know, like, And I have forgiven the circumstances that had me so hurt and so upset, you know, like. Well, I'll say this much
0: without naming names. Yeah. So um, since we recorded Forgiveness 1.0, and I don't know if you and I, God, it's all a blur. I don't remember if we've said this on the podcast or not, but you and I listened to a little a podcast, if you will, a motivational speech by Danielle LaPorte, I believe it was. Yes. Where she talked about, yes, forgiving others, but asking people for forgiveness. Right. And her challenge was to reach out to someone and ask for forgiveness. Yeah. And I'm going to give it to Laurie Wallace, y'all. She did that. It was hard. I did not. I I did not reach out to people asking for forgiveness, but I know that you specifically reached out to one person and that you never got a response. Oop. How did you feel? Well, that's not why I did it.
1: I know. I didn't do it to get a response. I know. Yeah. <clears throat> but it felt good after I sent it. Okay? Like, after I hit the send button, it felt good. And what Danielle Laporte said was, like, if you do this, if you ask for forgiveness and own your part of a situation that was really difficult. Because in that case, yeah, like that was really difficult for me to own my part of that. She said, it will get you high. And I was like, I like to be high. Like (laughs) Like I want to be high on my good forgiveness vibration. Um, So I tried it, you know, and it did feel really good after I hit send. But before I hit send, it did not feel good. Before I hit send, I had all of the same feelings of, they don't deserve this. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> they don't deserve my compassion. And yeah, I had a part in it, but what they did was way more wrong than my part. You know, like there was lots of justifying and like building myself up as I was, you know, like writing it out. And then, yeah, after I sent it, it felt good. It also was a little bit emotional. Yeah. Because truly you love this person. I love, love this person, you know, like, um, still. And all the people that I've been struggling to forgive, I love all of them. Like, that's the really interesting thing about forgiveness, right? So many great times. So many, yeah. Is that you can't really be hurt by somebody that you don't love. Like, that's not really, ugh, you know. Lori,
0: oh, like... so you, you do, just said it. It's true. You just said it. And
1: if you love somebody and you've given them that part of you where you're like, we're in this and I love you, and then they... Betray you, they hurt you, they misuse or mishandle you, they abuse you, like that. These things happen, and it doesn't change the fact that you love them. You're just then confronted with this idea that they're not who you thought they were. Yeah. And we all have these ideas of who we think people are, who we think they should be. And when they don't live up to that, shit gets real, you know? And I had a lot of preconceived notions about who all of these people were. And guess what? None of them were who I thought they were. But is that really their fault? Or is that my issue that I had them built up in my head to be something else, you know? And I have, that's not just with people that have wronged me. Like, there's a lot of people that I love that are friends that I do still talk to that still disappoint me because they don't end up being who I thought they were. But again, like, that's not on them. That's totally on me, like, for having expectations of people and trying to put them into this little box of what I think. I want them to be, you know, and I think for my own forgiveness arc, that's been a really important driver is that I wouldn't have been so hurt and so salty if I wasn't disappointed in people not living up to my expectations.
0: Yeah. If you were just to, you, if we were just to meet people where they are. Right. And love them for where they are. Sure. And accept them for where they are. There's a lot less shit to forgive
1: when right. you're crying with that. You know, like, like, When yeah. your eyes are open. Truly. And... And your heart. Honestly, since forgiving all of these people in question, I don't really think about them. Before, I thought about them a lot. Mm-hmm. Before, they were, like, in my mind and my heart to be hurt around. Yeah. And to think about and to spin out on and to talk about and all of those things. But like, literally, I never think about them anymore. It's like, it was this uh, freedom that came with this release of it being like, okay, so you didn't live up to who I wanted you to be, to who I thought you were. Okay. Enjoy, enjoy that. You know, like whoever you are, you get to be that. And it doesn't have like, it's like, I took my power back. Okay. But do any of these people reach out to you? Sometimes. How do you feel about that? I, again, I'm really clear about who I invest my energy in and who I don't. And there have been people that have reached out over the course of the last couple of years that I haven't totally ignored that, you know, like they could send me a nice message and I would reply to them, but I'm still not investing any of my personal energy in them at all. I don't want to be their friend and I don't want to engage with them. I'm not going to be rude to them or hateful to them. I'll answer a question. I'll, you know, like be polite, I guess, but I'm not... There's no energetic courting between us anymore. Like I said, yeah. I've taken my power back. I'm not allowing their energy to affect my energy. It's too precious to me. To, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: One million percent with you because when people have reached out mm. that I'm not willing to spend my energetic force with mm. my vibration with, um. Yeah, of course. I'm cordial and polite and have nothing but good vibes of wish you the best. Um, but there's a tiny part of me that's like, stop talking to me. Like we, we like neither one of us know what happened. Like, stop talking to me. Stop acting
1: like you didn't do what I right. know you did. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 like,
0: totally. Stop acting like you're this loving friend when what you did was so... Horrendous. Horrendous. Yes. That I have a really hard time with that. Okay. But when these people do reach out, like I said, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great. Wish you the best. And then it'll be months and months and months before I ever hear from them again.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so then tell me this.
1: What if instead of them reaching out to you and pretending like everything's fine, you know, they reached out and were like, I'm sorry I was a real asshole. And what happened between us was that super That would feel wrong. really fucking good. Okay, okay. So like, <laughs> and this was another thing that came up in Forgiveness 1.0, is like that forgiveness is not indicated by an apology. That a lot of times you never get the apology, but that doesn't mean that you need the apology in order to forgive the situation. And in my estimation, like all of these people we're talking about, I have no faith in their word anyway. <laughs> I, mean, I don't trust any of them any further than I could throw them, which is not very far, you know? Like, and so if they were to come at me with an apology, I don't even think I would, I mean, like I would, uh, I would respond to it, you know, but I don't think I would care because I have no value in any of the words that come out of their mouth because so many of the words that have come out of their mouth were proven to me not to be um, real. And that, and I guess this is the other part from where I'm standing. I know how much I was at war with myself while all of that was going on.
0: Absolutely true. God, I think about that time. Oh, God. And I'm like... It was a lot. Oh, baby, Jessica. Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, baby, Laurie. Yes. (laughs) And so when I think about their behavior that I estimate as being so wrong, I can see now how much they were at war with themselves. Which is where my compassion comes from, right? Because okay, we were like, all a lot of like there's some fucked up shit going on at the unhealed. time. Unhealed, yeah. we were all yes. stressed. We
0: were all under this really intense, intense set of circumstances. circumstances. Yeah, circumstance, yeah. and I think none of us handled it well. Right, none of us. And so, Laurie, why did I agree to do this episode? You, dude, I asked you. You said, let's talk
1: about forgiveness. I was let's let's talk about it.
0: Um, (laughs) Because I was feeling a lot more zen about it when we talked
1: about it. And now that we're here, I'm like. ah! Okay, so. Because I think that there's there's tears of forgiveness, right? Lots. Yeah. (laughs) Because then there's also people who like. Wrong us in ways. That we won't ever recover.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe that's a little dramatic. No. We'll recover, but we'll never be the same. Right. And so, in these situations, there's a lot of... um processing that has to happen and people process things different ways it takes different amounts of time it's also about when you're willing to actually open that box and move into it you know like sometimes we put things away on a shelf for a while and they just like sit there and I find this a lot um, when I'm working with clients or even just when I'm doing my own work right that some of these really traumatic injuries that we take on by people that are still living, you know? And sometimes these are people really close to us. Sometimes these are um, parents and loved ones and family members that have wronged us like this. Sometimes they're coworkers or bosses or significant others, you know? Like some they're people that are really, really close in proximity to us that for a period of time, we have to continue to engage with, you know? And that you can't just sever ties always and walk away. How you reconcile that kind of forgiveness has everything to do with, yeah, like how willing you are to move into that. And then it also comes back around to are you heard? Are you willing to talk about it? Are you willing to share it? Are you willing to express it? And that sometimes that healing happens with someone else altogether different, you know, because when I'm working on somebody with their healing from something that happened with an uncle that, you know, that they haven't seen in 25 years and he's dead now, you know, like that, that's, they're never going to get the apology, you know, like it's never going to come. But we still have to do the work around processing it and allowing it and feeling it and needing like a safe space to do that. in. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, um, part of forgiveness is so interesting because it's almost easier. I think when people aren't here anymore, you know, like, and that when people are here and you can talk to them and you can move into that, um, that you don't always want to give them that satisfaction Mm -hmm. and that people always look at things differently that a lot of times when we're talking about abusers or people that have wronged us in ways that, yeah, we'll never be the same again. They don't look at it that way. That's not the way that they would estimate the situation. And that that is a really difficult thing for a victim or someone who's been abused to move into is that my abuser will never look at the situation the way I will. Oh,
0: no, because most likely, and this is just from, like, experience, they'll probably say, well, they were an active
1: participant. Right. They'll justify their behavior. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And how do you forgive someone who's not willing to, like, own their part right. of what happened? Especially when they're a narcissist. A hundred percent. And it's like, watch
0: a narcissist, like, say, oh, well, I'm hurt because of what you did. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Dude, there are <laughs> like, murderers yeah. that try and justify their behavior to their victims' families. Yeah. You know, and be like, actually, I did you a favor because of this, you know, like that people's perspectives of how they've behaved in this narcissistic space, you know, or just like straight mental illness, you know, where they don't have any concept of like right and wrong and what's going on there. That that's a really difficult thing to navigate when you're trying to forgive so you can move on. And so you talk a lot about being Zen, right? (laughs) And that when you're in this really Zen space, sometimes that's an easier conversation than on the days where you're not feeling that. But yeah, like on this spiritual level where we're operating so much that people do operate out of pain. Yeah. And that if I look back to the times where I've truly been victimized and taken advantage of, had I been the Laurie that I am today, that shit would not have happened. It wouldn't have, you know, because I would have been in a space where I never would have allowed myself to have walked the path mm-hmm. that got me treated in the way that had me in a place where an abuser felt like they could take that liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the best thing that you can do for your... Vibration, your forgiveness, your safety, your, you know, like wholeness is work on you. Yeah. And being that person who doesn't allow themselves to be manipulated, mistreated, you know, like, and at the same time, know that, like, when those things happen, it's also nobody's fault, you know, like you didn't do anything. And that's such a weird concept to explain to people that, like, Yeah, there's a, uh, like I could have never kept some of the jobs that I kept for so long because I would have seen the ways that I was being treated that weren't worthy of who I actually was. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have been looking for so much validation from people that were there to manipulate me and take advantage of me. I wouldn't have been walking that path. I did, you know, like, but today I wouldn't. Right. And at the same time, there's nothing that I could have done. You know, like that, and that it gets to be both and, Mm -hmm. and we get to be active participants in our own healing, which has everything to do with forgiving what happened.
0: (laughs) Well, now, um, so I heard a story yesterday. Okay. And this really, really spoke to me because I'm in this really raw place with forgiveness right now. Um. Without delving too far in, I'm struggling in one of my relationships right now. And someone asked me how this relationship was going because they know that I'm in like a raw place with it. And I said, well, you know, honestly, good, like better than it has been. And I'm like, honestly, you know, good. Um, and I was just explaining that I'm in a really good place with this person now. And I don't know where to go from here because so much has been said that we haven't talked about that. I, I feel that there's a lot to hash out in this situation before I invest more energy into this relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I love this person with my entire heart. Sure. Um, and so this person I was having a conversation with said, have you ever heard the story about the little boy in the fence? I was like, no, no, And they said, well, and y'all, I'm terrible at telling stories, so stick with me. (laughs) But, um, so there was this little boy who, um, was having like behavior problems and would kick, scream, bite, and say terrible things to his family, um, like abusive. And the father like had enough and said, you know what? every time you want to choose a bad behavior, go outside and hammer a nail into the fence. So this kid hammering a lot of nails, Mm. right? Like every time he wants to kick, scream, bite, and say these hateful, terrible things to his family, he'd go hammer a nail into the fence. Then as healing happened, The father said, okay, so now that we're starting to make different choices, every time you do make a different choice and you're not kicking, screaming, biting, and saying these terrible, hurtful things to your family that you were and you make a good choice, I want you to take a nail out of the fence. And the weeks and the months passed on and eventually all the nails were out of the fence. And the kid was so excited and the kid's like dad come look at the fence like it was this vision of how far he had come Mm -hmm. all the nails were out of the fence and the dad said that's great son but look at the fence it's damaged it has holes and it's never going to be the same yeah and I almost cried yeah Because I was like, I'm the fucking fence. fence. Yeah, totally. Like, that, um, it's a really, um, hard place to be in, especially with people you fucking love. Yeah. I mean, with all of your heart. Truth. Um, and so many circumstances around that, right? Where, like, I give so much grace and love and understanding to the situation but it's kind of like but it's out there
1: and the damage is done
0: yeah so the forgiveness piece is really interesting for me because I never thought I would be in this situation yeah um and I forgive the person But I can't forgive the words,
1: you know? Yeah. Well, but I also think that it's not about, like, words are inanimate. Like you, and that's like the forgive but don't forget thing, right? You can forgive the person. And you're not going to allow yourself to be victimized. Right? That, like, just because you love people or people love you doesn't mean they're not going to do something that's going to hurt you in a way that, yeah, you don't forget. You physically, like cellularly, sometimes cannot forget, you know? Slash, there are times where you're hurt by someone that you love and they love you and you can forget it, you know? Like, we've mm-hmm. all done that where— Oh, God, I've said things that I shouldn't right, have Right, where sure. you're like, oh, my gosh, that what happened between us was really shitty and it hurt my feelings and I love you and let's move on. You know, and that, and I think that's okay to our point, right? Like that forgiveness doesn't mean that you're still willing to be in the game with them anymore. And that I love lots of people that I'm not willing to be in the game with anymore, right? Because of things that have happened between us. I forgive them, right? Like I understand that we're all just human. And ideally, I would love it if they, Looked at their behavior and was like, Yeah, that's not the kind of person I want to be. Cause I know I've done things where I'm like, No, that's not the kind of person I want to be. Um, but, you know, to the point of me reaching out and asking forgiveness and not getting a response back, there are people that are not willing to forgive and be in the game with me anymore, you know, because yeah. of that. And that's okay. You know, like that's people come into our lives to teach us things about ourselves and some of the worst things in my estimation that have ever happened to me taught me really intense lessons about who I was at the time and maybe who I don't decide to be anymore, you know? And that those lessons as difficult as they were still shaped me, you know, like still helped me look at things from a different perspective than I Mm -hmm. did before.
0: And you know what I'm still ever believing Mm. and I hate it when cliches are right. They're
1: always right. It's annoying.
0: I believe time does heal. Yeah. In some circumstances, I believe there are abusive situations where that's probably healthy that that doesn't heal, you know, the relationship maybe. But, um, you know, I think just a few months ago, you and I reconnected with someone who we never thought would probably want to do business with us ever. And it's like... Once we had like this awkward conversation out of the way of, ha, hi, okay, how are you? And we caught up to like how we are and what we do now and the people we are. It was almost like, okay, like we're good. Everything's fine. Yeah. yeah everything's fine. Yeah.
1: Um. Also interesting though, that all three of us were being victimized and abused by the same person in that estimation, you know, like. How quickly we turn on each other when we're all, you know, like yeah. under the same circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just so interesting. And I loved it. Life is interesting. Life
0: is really interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'll tell you what. Um, okay, so let's talk about forgiveness like that maybe isn't so intense. <laughs> yeah, because right off the bat. Because we sometimes, like, ah! yeah, like there are like big things to forgive. But, like, even in small uh, amounts, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not so small, I guess. But, like, I find that I am a lot more forgiving with uh, reckless drivers than I maybe <laughs> used to be a few years ago. You know? Like, yeah. Where my concern is still, wow, that's dangerous. And I hope to you get to where you're going safely. <laughs> right. You know? Like... Instead of me calling them it's horrible, awful things, yeah, and taking out my road rage on them, which ultimately feels so much worse for me. Like there's literally nothing that's good about me raging at bad drivers, for me or for them. You know, right. like they can't feel my fury. Well,
0: honestly, let's be real, Larry. This is Texas. You got to be careful. No doubt, everyone has a freaking gun. Every- like, yes, you know what I mean. Yes. They carry them in their cars, yes. and there are a ton of. One just happened around the corner of my Mm. house, um, where someone pulled a gun at the main intersection
1: by my house, um, road rage incident. So yeah, I feel like I'm a lot more forgiving of, uh, people I don't know that, you know, are constantly, or that I'm so much more patient, I guess, with all people in any kind of service industry. I think now that I'm out of the service industry to a certain extent, and it's not like my daily. Mm-hmm. I have so much compassion for people that are still doing that. On I
0: don't daily. know how the world survived a pandemic and that they still treat waiters like shit. Oh God, it's. I have so much empathy
1: for waiters. I right? mean, <laughs> like, like, yeah,
0: I don't understand how you could live through 2020 and part of 2021. And still be an
1: asshole. I think everybody should have to wait tables for a certain amount of time they in their should. lives. It would change your shit. Yeah. Like your attitude and would be out the door.
0: Sorry, but waiting tables back in the day is different than waiting tables oh, now. yeah. No. Because let me tell you, waiters today, like in this polarity that we live in, in this political climate, it's different. Yeah, it is. It's really different. Be careful.
1: <laughs> Um, I also think I'm a lot more patient traveling. Oh yeah, like yes. And maybe that was just because I couldn't travel for a period of time. Right. Right now You're that I can, so I'm good. grateful. Thank you. Like, <laughs> um, yes, I'm with you. So yeah, page. I'm yes. a lot more patient and forgiving with the travel industry than I was. And right. at the same time, uh, have a lot less empathy for the. Because I think it goes both ways. Like, if we're naming names, I've always, you know, American Airlines has a hub out of DFW, so mm-hmm. most of what I would always fly is American. And American Airlines has gotten kind of shitty, you know? Like, just their attitude in general is just, like, we don't need you, and if you're unhappy, unha- sorry, you know, like, go somewhere else. Yeah. Go fly like, a spirit or frontier or whatever, who are also really shitty attitudes, you All know? Right. Um. And Southwest people are always just really nice, and that there's a lot of. And so that's why year after year it's still listed as one of the best places to work. And Love Field is not convenient for me. No, Love DFW Field is, is way terrible, more convenient but, for me. However, I will drive, to, I will Love drive to Love Field to fly Southwest, even if it's a little more expensive, just because they're fucking nice. Right. Like that's all. And so I. Even though I'm more patient and forgiving with travel employees, I also am less willing to be treated like shit for no reason. Yeah. And that, um, yeah, I just think that I'm so much more controlled and focused with how I spend time, money and energy, which incidentally means I have a lot less to forgive myself and other people for Mm -hmm. because I'm just not so putting yourself in situations where it calls for that right I'm not willing like uh, getting somewhere at any means necessary is not on my agenda you know like that if I can't do it in a way that feels really aligned and good then yeah I'm just not gonna do that Mm -hmm. so I feel that I feel like there's a lot of forgiveness that has so much to do with like forgiving ourselves for being in a situation where like or with me anyway like how was I a part of creating this situation for myself? And when I have more respect for myself and I don't have myself in these situations that are so fucked up in the first place, that then when something does go awry and things don't really work out exactly the way I want them to, I'm not so keyed up about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I can just kind of like let it go and move through it. You know, that small irritations are easier to forgive When you're moving in alignment and you have more respect for yourself and your time and your money and your energy and all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel that. Which feels very different than the way I operated in the world before. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Trying to think of other small forgiveness things that have kind of tweaked or been a little different. Mm. Mm. Probably on the same vibe, things like the most annoying thing ever is like you get u-verse or satellite or whatever on some special deal and then somehow your special deal runs out at the end of 12 or 18 months and then you get the bill where it's like double right what it was because they're like oh your thing ran out now you don't get the discount for Mm -hmm. and you have to call and deal with that situation you know if you don't want to pay out crazy amounts of money and that i used to be really good at making those people's lives absolute misery like the worst day of their life was the day that I called to deal with them on all of that cuz i was pissed you know um and i feel like i'm a lot more gentle with uh workers over the phone you know mm-hmm. that are there to help me manage those kinds of things um bills and stuff in general um even if i ended up letting it expire and you know like right. lost my discounts and my benefits that um That not being so harsh and not coming at people gives you a different level. Well, because at the end of the day, it's like, lady, I just work here. Right. I don't give a shit.
0: I don't make the rules.
1: And (laughs) once again, like me being up in arms and being furious and outraged at it doesn't do. I mean, it might hurt them temporarily, but it's hurting me way more. Yeah. You know, like it's way more intense on my end to be outraged about it. Yeah. Um... I guess outrage is a good way to think about it. Mm. I just don't get as outraged at things, you know, even big things. Yeah. Like maybe sad about things or feeling things. But I just think that as far as um, what I'm going to do about it or the energy I'm going to put into it is a lot more measured than reactive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Responding versus reacting is a huge (sighs) part. Helps things, man. Ugh. It's hard. It is hard. But it gets easier as you heal. You know, like, mm. yeah, that I just catch myself so many times, like <laughs> when I want, which I, I still like I have to be dramatic about something for a minimum of 10 minutes before I like I'm normal about it. But even then when I am dramatic about it, it's like I catch myself and I'm like, okay, Jessica. <laughs> it's not the end of the world like this is really okay you know um but yeah i used to call laurie in those dramatic 10 minutes all the time
1: (laughs) it still occasionally happens but (laughs) you know um but also on the same end i think that i'm a lot better at like not assuming that if you're being dramatic or anybody is, for that matter, that that's the way that they still feel about it two weeks later, right? <laughs> you know, whereas before I may have taken it as gospel and been like, "Oh no, Jessica, we're not going to talk about that," because right? She's like really furious about it. And, but then we talk about it, and you're like, "Oh yeah, no, it's fine, like <laughs> it's fine. not a big deal." <laughs> um, <laughs> that yeah, uh, expressing emotions. Well, yeah,
0: but that uh, in all seriousness, I do find myself like responding to things in a much more um, compassionate way, Um, whether it be for myself or for other people.
1: I don't think that you can separate them. I think all work on forgiveness is how willing are you to forgive yourself? Yeah. And then once you get better at that, then forgiving other people for their part is a lot easier.
0: Well, you know, and I just think about like relationships that I have or am struggling with. It's like, you know, if I were to fuck up, I would want people to give me grace. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would want, I would want that energy. I wouldn't want someone to give up on me, especially someone I loved. I wouldn't want them to give up on me, even though that may be what's best for them. (laughs) I mean, and sometimes it is, but you know, like, and really you just, you have to do your best and you have to do what's best for you. But, um, you know, the saying of like, treat people how you want to be treated. If I were to fuck up in a massive way, like I would hope I would be a big enough person to ask for forgiveness and give appropriate apologies. Um, And I would want that forgiveness. And so, you know, like, I can't help but to give it, you know? Yeah.
1: No, it's a... Seeing our own parts in all of these stories is really so key when we're just talking about, like, human interaction type stuff. And... Yeah, I think that all fuck-ups are a little bit different. Like, when you were talking about that, I immediately laughed because Aubrey was asking me yesterday as I sloshed something all over the stove that he had just cleaned. <laughs> like, how do you do it? Like, <laughs> it's like the second that I get it like completely clean and the glass top is, like, shining that you can't help but to slosh something over the side of the pan. And, it's there, and I'm like, I'm just gifted and you eat really delicious food. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Like this is how it is. And so obviously like he cleaned up after me because that's what he does, right? Yeah. Um no forgiveness needed. Like this is just something that he's learned to accept about me like that, you know? Yeah. But that um but that sometimes accepting where somebody is at and knowing that, like that that's just who they are doesn't make it right you know like I should probably be more careful yeah (laughs) but and no matter what the size of the fuck up is that you're talking about you know like there are a lot of people in some of these heavier situations that it has helped me to just accept that's just who they are I didn't think that's who they were which is why it's so painful and upsetting to me what happened. But if that's just who they are, I have to accept that. Or I have to continue living in this Bizarro bizarre cycle. Yeah. In yeah. this lie that I've built somehow about them. Um, I'm just going to accept that that's where they're at. And that I am not willing to be in that loop with them anymore. Which in this case meant cutting off a lot of relationships that were really prevalent in my life. Oof. And disappointing people. And making decisions that were good for Laurie and maybe not good for them. And that that is, um, that severs a lot of, you know, shit and uh, get you labeled and judged, you know. But ultimately, I feel like is in the best, highest good for all of us. Yeah. You know, and that that whole, I think it was Jana McGill that was talking about like radical acceptance. And just radically accepting where people are at, regardless of where I want them to be. And if you can accept that, that doesn't mean that like everything patches up and you're besties again. Sometimes that means that you can't be in each other's worlds anymore, but you can still forgive the behavior Mm -hmm. because then I'm like, oh, that's just who you fucking are. Right. And I see that show you who you are right, or who they are. And now that I see who you are, I don't want to be around you anymore, but I'm not going to hate on you for being like, if that's who you want to be, be it. Yeah. Do it. Live it. Like, but I'm gonna do my thing over here with love and grace and yeah, like forgiveness and you keep doing your thing. And like I said, those it's so interesting that like once I disengage like that, I don't really think about those people so much anymore. They just kinda until somebody brings one up.
0: Well, and I think it's maybe not easier is the word I'm looking for. But I feel like, God, especially women, we have this lovely gift (laughs) of, um, you know, easiest example would be like a man cheating on you. Right. Right. Where it's like, Oh my God, I can't believe he did that. What an asshole. But what does that mean about me? Mm. And it's like nothing. Right. Right. It means nothing about you. Mm -hmm. That life started getting a lot easier for me personally when I stopped taking the actions of others and having that be a mirror for myself. Right. And that if that person wanted to be shitty and terrible, that that has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. Yeah. And good luck, I love you, but I'm not going to sit here and feel bad about myself because of a choice you made. Well, um, yeah. You know, life gets a lot easier when you're like, that sounds like a you problem. Yes.
1: <laughs> you Even know? when there's still t- like strings attached. Yeah. Um, I have a client right now that is, that has a lot of money owed to her from a previous work relationship. And that, yeah, the best advice that I could give her was to hire a lawyer and let them follow through on that for you and disengage. Like, no more energy spent on this person. No more convincing that, you know, you're worthy of this payment for services rendered. No more, you know, like, fighting back and forth about who did what or who didn't do whatever or any of that. You just pull all of your energy out of it and you put somebody in that place to handle it for you and you let it go. And that shit is revolutionary when you can remove yourself from the back and forth about what it means about me. Yeah. Or what are they going to say about me to others? Because I know that had me running scared for a long time, that you know, was like
0: big for me, right? For like a long how time.
1: are they going to try and color the way that other people look at me because our relationship is now what it is, not yeah. what it once was. And what's so interesting about it was that. What if they tell other people that I know? Okay, let them tell, let them. And anybody who's going to listen to someone talk smack about you is not somebody who was meant for you anyway. Right. Like you cannot say the wrong thing to the right person. Yeah. It is anyone that's going to engage with someone like that about me, just not my people. It's fine, you know, like it's fine. And that I think women especially need permission. To just step out of something. Yeah. Because we're so you don't focused. You to fix it. Yeah. Like we want to fix it. We want a clean resolution. We want things to. We don't want to burn any bridges. We want things to work out the right way. And that sometimes. Let it. It's not about you putting out the fire. Sometimes it's just about you getting the fuck out of the building. You know. And making sure that you're taking care of yourself. Let the fire department deal. Yeah. With and let <laughs> someone else handle all of that mess for you. Even if you have to pay them. And remove yourself from that, because that shows so much self-love, so much self-respect. And interestingly enough, these narcissistic personalities that like to pull us into the fight like that, it kills them when you claim your power back, when you remove yourself from that situation. And we're like, you know what? I'm just not playing anymore. Not with you. Taking my toys and I'm going home. Mm -hmm. And that that is this really beautiful, powerful space for women to come from. And that I find that they really only need a little bit of somebody holding that space for them to be like, actually, you could just remove yourself and move forward in the direction that you're going. And then shit just starts to fall in line so fast, you know, and it feels so much better. It's a vacuum when you pull all of your energy out of a shitty situation like that and you push it into what you're creating instead of what you were fighting, you know? Um, So, yeah, I see a lot of that Mm. in forgiveness. Take it to church, Laurie. Get it. Um, How do you feel about
0: Forgiveness 2.0? I feel really good about Forgiveness 2.0. I'm sorry I was a little salty. I (laughs) meant— You and I kind of switched gears. I was the one that was so bitter before. I know. I meant to go into this a lot more zen. Um, I think you did great. uh, Thanks. But, um, you know, I'm human. I'm human. I don't need you to be Zen. And this just goes to show you guys, just because you're on a healing journey and you, they call it a
1: journey for a reason.
0: It's, uh, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, immune from all
1: the feels. (sighs) Yeah. Feelings are big. And it's always like, it's just a process. Mm Mm-hmm. If you talk to me about it tomorrow, I might feel differently. I'll talk to you about it in the car on the way home. <laughs> okay, I can't wait. <laughs> um, yeah, good luck on your forgiveness and healing journeys, friends. Don't judge yourself for wherever you happen to be. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect, perfect place.
0: I can't snap very well. <laughs> Jessica's snapping everywhere.
1: here. <laughs> um, and we love you guys, and we're holding space for you. Have a great week, and we'll see you soon.